Welcome back everybody, this is Eric here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today we have a special field gun gripe. We're here in the beautiful Charleston, South Carolina at Fort Moultrie and we got some of their big old cannons behind us back here and I've got Mr. Mark Novak with me. We've been hanging out with him for the past couple of days, putting out some content. We thought of another gun gripe idea and we thought there'd be no more perfect place to do it than here. Uh, just beautiful scenery. We got this awesome fortification near us. We got, you know, an old uh, disappearing gun battery over here to our right. We got all these cannons and we thought today that we would talk a little bit about, okay, the question we're going to pose is, should you or should you not shoot that historical piece, that old piece? I mean, if you have an older gun, if, especially if we're talking a few hundred years old or even mm -hmm. older, you know, if you're a collector and you, and you get into all these different guns, and mm -hmm. when we say guns, I'm assuming we really talk more about mill syrups and things like that, but yeah. any older gun, should you shoot it or should you not shoot it? The oldest gun I've ever fired was made in 1490. And the funny thing about shooting a weapon made in 1490 was the gun did not know how old it was. So I loaded it with the correct load. I put a correct amount of ammunition, the ball in it, and I shot it. And I got to shoot a gun that was made a long time ago and thought nothing of it. So my answer to that is gonna be yes. And now we're gonna expand on that a little bit. I think, but my answer is yes. Certainly. I have some caveats as a gunsmith, however, about that, and let's explore this. Like conserving a gun, you've got to do some homework, and you've got to know whether or not the stock is in good enough condition to handle the recoil, the breech of the gun hasn't been rotted. In other words, if previous generations of men have done their maintenance, it's you. I have no compunction in shooting a gun. How about that? That's right. Yeah. Uh, do you think that the I, and maybe I already know the answer to this question, but it yes. seems that people tend to really go, oh, well, this one's too collectible. You shouldn't shoot it. Or oh, if you fire this gun, you're going to ruin the collectability or the collector's value. I mean, you're talking like an infield that's brand new in the wrap or something. All right. Uh -huh. mm, I mean, if someone maybe has one that's not in the wrap versus one that's in the wrap, right. I could see somebody going, all right, well, this is historically significant because it's literally unissued and in the wrap. That's that, one thing. That's one thing. But, but we're talking you, a gun that's not covered in grease. Do you go into the you know, Tower of London and pull something out of their um, out of their inventory and shoot it? Yes, under controlled conditions. Because firing a gun is not using it. And we're not talking about using it. We're talking about gently operating it and enjoying it two to three hundred years after its creator made it and I think that's kind of important we should do that because the minute you stop saying someone's name they're gone so the minute we stop operating this old equipment we've forgotten about all the history and all of the sacrifices that went into making it absolutely I mean, I wouldn't hesitate to shoot any of these cannons behind us right now. No. I, you I would think I got a big mouth? Dude. I mean, <laughs> you know, holy cow. I mean, we got enough powder. We might be able to shoot some of these old pigs. Um, the only reason why they've got them plugged is that somebody might come out here in the middle of the night and actually try it. Don't do that. Don't try this at home unless you happen to live in a hospital. Okay, go on. <laughs> so. I think a lot of people just tend to, to not understand that, I mean, even though a lot of these older guns, I mean, a lot of them are really valuable, and, and, and maybe we're talking outside of the wheelhouse that some people are really used to being in. I mean, like most of us, you know, we have our Mosin, we got our random infield, you know, we might have a Springfield or a Garand laying around, mm -hmm. maybe an M1 carbine or whatever. But, you know, even, let's just say World War II and newer era firearms, 
there's going to come a day when those guns are as old as these cannons. Yes. And we have to make sure that one day when those guns are now, you know, these exalted, right. you know, old pieces from back in the day, that they actually still work, that they can still be used, that people can still enjoy them, that future generations can still enjoy them. So right. people don't realize right. that the gun right. doesn't know how old it is. The gun does not know how old it is. And I'm talking about, yeah, you've got that original three-band Enfield and the breech plug isn't rotted and the stock is still in pretty good shape, I'd shoot that thing all day. If it's Original. a black powder gun, make sure you're using black powder. There's that caveat. In other words, if you use the original ammunition that the creators had intended for you to use, I think you're going to be okay. Have a qualified gunsmith check it out and then run it. That's right. You know, it, it, do I convert my Vetterlife from 41 Rimfire to, to 41 Swiss? Yes. Yeah, because there's no other way to shoot it. I, I got news for you. I'm glad you mentioned that. So a good friend of mine, I'm not going to say his name. I don't know if he wants to be identified, but uh, he's a buddy of mine that happens to have a lot of really high-end Millsurps and stuff. Ooh, uh, and he has a, uh, a really awesome, like, experimental... Um, target trigger Vetterly that's got like set target triggers and like diopter sights and all, all of this stuff. Day. We converted it to centerfire at his request. <sighs> so the thing is, all right, so have we ruined the collector's value of that gun by doing that? Uh, it can be shot, it can be used. It can be used and, and, it can and be that's fired. what that's what yeah. he wanted. He and wanted to be able to tell shoot you it. that all of the primo pristine veterans are already in private private collections, so absolutely let's shoot it. Let's go out and enjoy it. And I'm gonna tell you what, if the creators of that rimfire veterly had had access to center fire technology at that point, if they had known how to do and if they'd have waited another four or five years, they'd have been there. The guy that designed that betterly would have updated that to center fire by drilling a hole in the middle of the breech block, putting a single pin firing pin in it going. Now, did you alter the original firing pin or did you make a new one? So the thing is, the way we did it, we did make a new firing pin. You made a new firing pin. However, so the gun can still be used as, as a rim fire. fire yes, as well. absolutely. So why wouldn't we do that? That absolutely makes sense. Take care of it, do the aftercare maintenance, make sure it doesn't turn into a rust bucket, and then leave behind instructions so that the next guy can do it right. 30, 40, 50 years from now and show one of the younger said how you did it. That's right. Yeah. I agree. And, and I think that's what a lot of this really comes down to is, you know, you take a vintage piece. I mean, these cannons back here, I promise you, can mm -hmm. still be fired. Oh, they absolutely. still work. I mean, absolutely. now granted, I think they have them plugged and everything like that, but right. it's just cool to think. I mean, even like my small scale parrot rifle that I own, I mean, and now it's not an original piece, but there's just something about the older technology that's so much fun. And, and you know, like my matchlock, I've got an old matchlock and I love yes, shooting. Yes, he does. And, and, <laughs> It's just a lot of weird things like that that yeah. will go by the wayside if we don't preserve it and get them out there for people to see them. And that, yeah. that's yeah. why we even make these videos. That's why you make videos. Yeah. That's why we make videos yeah. to show people a lot of these older technology. I mean, you yeah. look at what CN Arsenal's doing, Othias, and what right. you're doing with the uh, Anvil Gunsmith thing and everything. Right. So it's important for people to see not only how yeah. these old guns work, but well, we're making this to let people know, you know, hey, get out there and shoot them. Don't be afraid are, to are, shoot the old guns. Now, now are we going to do a burn down on that betterly and run it until the varnish smokes out from underneath the barrel? No, that's not what I'm talking about. That's, that's just incredibly cool, but wrong. <laughs> okay, that's not what I'm talking about. But it, 
shooting it, operating it, and seeing how our how, where we were helps us to understand where we are, and definitely helps us understand where we're going. So I'm going to have to say yes. Yeah, I mean, you you have to have some appreciation for the older yeah. older firearms, yeah. and uh, I guess what what I would leave you with in this video, what I would try to encourage you guys to do, you know, mm -hmm. if you're at a gun show or if you're at an estate sale or something, and you come across a really really old gun, let's say maybe it's black powder. I mean, I know a lot of people that only collect like World War II and old and newer because you know, they, yeah, they don't want to get into like World War One or earlier. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, you know, if you have a chance to buy a pre-World War One, you know, era gun or an older like Springfield trapdoor or, or an older musket or, or something, mm -hmm. let's just say getting into percussion cap versus a flintlock or something like that. Mm -hmm. If you have an opportunity to pick one of those up, don't let them intimidate you. Right. Okay. Take the chance, you know, get something inspect it to the best of your ability, check the condition, and then have it inspected, make sure it's safe to shoot. And, and learn shoot something. It. Yeah, and enjoy it. <laughs> and learn something. Yeah. Yeah, who knows, man? You might pick up something, you might find out that it's something you have a fetish for. I had a, a lady call me from Minnesota that wound up buying a Kammerlader. And she was talking to a bunch of guys in Norway that said, ooh, ooh, there's this guy in Charleston you need to talk to. She called me and said, do you think we should shoot it? And I'm like, all oh, yeah. day. <laughs> and then I offered her four grand of his money to try to buy it. She didn't buy it. Smart lady. You know who I'm talking Thanks, about. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> but we would have shot it all day. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Uh, yeah. I, I'm not scared to, to pull a trigger on any of them. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's been a lot of firearms that I've had access to over the years. And I know probably pales in comparison to what you've worked on and what you've had access to. Mm -hmm. But you, and, you've seen every end of, and of the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And on the flip side, I have DQ'd several guns. I have DQ'd some things. I have filled some breaches up full of lead so that no one could fire them. Really? I've done that. And that was just because... The current owner, and we've said this before, the current owner may know what's up, but the current owner then takes it back from your shop, gets in a car accident, and 40 years later, his, his nephew loads it and, and hurts somebody with it. So I can't do that going forward. Have it looked at and, and, and go for it. Yeah. Guys, don't be afraid to shoot older guns. I mean, yeah. I, we've dealt with a lot of you know, older firearms in our videos and everything. You know, don't be afraid to mess with them. Uh, Mark, thanks for hanging out with us in this video oh, today. We really appreciate our time we spent together with it's, you. It's been great. And this is a great kind of just way to end our trip, yeah. hanging out here at Fort, Fort yeah. Moultrie. Yeah. We are going to look around a little bit more and check the place out a yeah. bit. But, man, it, it's just such a unique experience. I mean, it's yeah. one thing, and, and I'll, I'll end on this note, is that firearms is the one unique aspect mm -hmm. where you can truly live history. It is living history. Yes. You know, being on these grounds where all these people fought, Mm -hmm. and, and, and did everything. I mean, this is taking a step back through the doors of time, but then as, the aspect of living history that gets added into it by getting to shoot these old pieces, mm -hmm. it's just the icing on the cake. It, it is the most interesting way you can experience older engineering, mm -hmm. you can live history, mm -hmm. and you can pass it on to other generations. So mm -hmm. I dare say that not only are firearms important for all the obvious reasons that guns are important, mm -hmm. but also they're important for preserving our history. Mm -hmm. And there's no better way than to get young people in history than to say, mm -hmm. here's an old flintlock. And right. by the way, this, was, this is a real one that was used back in the day. Oh. And there's no better way to go back in time than to let you, somebody experience You want experience to light that. a Boy Scout up? I'll finish brown with vest. this. No, <laughs> let them shoot at clay pigeons with a brown vest loaded as a shotgun. And the look on a 12-year-old kid's face when he touches off an 80 green load, and I didn't overload it, I loaded it correctly, in a, in a flintlock is priceless, pass it on to the younger set. 
older stuff, newer stuff, whatever, just get involved with them. And older guns are a great way to do it because it's a, it, it's fascinating. It's not something you see every day and it's not cookie cutter. And they're hooked for life. I and mean, they're hooked for life. And instant gratification isn't fast enough in today's environment. You got to get, we got to go back and wind it back a little bit. I think we're there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We are. All right, man. <laughs> but it's been know, great, man. No, I, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm letting the kids do the thing, but no, it's cool. It's got you know what it cool. is. That's we, what it's got, about. We've That's got some of about. the younger folks running around behind us, and the other Eric is wildly gesticulating behind the camera where you can't see him, saying, "Go back there, walk." We're not here to exclude you from it. We want you in our shot. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It's that important. You know, it, it's a double whammy because you know you get the, you get the kids involved in not only historical aspect. Yeah. But then guns as well. I mean, yeah. it's a double whammy because yeah. they, they, you know, they get into the firearms aspect, they right. get into the history aspect, and then you've got a fan for life. Yeah. I mean, everybody remembers the first fish they caught with their grandpa or uh -huh. the first deer they shot with their grandpa, the first yeah. gun they shot. Yeah. So I think it's important that more and more of us try to become that person, try to become like the stewards yeah. of, of these you guns. You are a steward and, of yeah. history. Agreed. You're you know? a steward of history, and the stewards are obligated to share and educate the others around them and i feel like a steward of it I that's really good do. yeah absolutely well i think this is a perfect way for us to end our trip we're going to go so. check out the inside of fort moultrie and yeah and then we're going to go get some dinner drink a little bit of scotch smoke a cigar and end this trip on a really high note and it was amazing having you guys in charleston Thank absolutely you. and we're going to yeah. have you back in our neck of the woods soon and we'll get no, together absolutely and come out with yeah. some weird we're gonna things have to, to wait like it's hot again because georgia when you're not breathing low pressure steam just isn't right yeah i know it is yeah, a little strange no, isn't yeah, it a little strange Guys, thanks for watching today's video. This has been another Gun Gripe episode. Yeah. Uh, I really appreciate all of you. I hope you enjoyed today's video. Maybe we provoked some thought. Maybe we gave you something to kind of, you know, spin around in your head and think yeah. about. Uh, guys, don't be afraid to get out and shoot these historical pieces. They're so much fun. Black powder especially is just so yeah. much fun to send yeah. a cloud of smoke down range. It's great. Yeah. And uh, Mark, yeah. thank you very much yeah. for joining us in today's video. We appreciate your hospitality. Just remember that smokeless is a passing fat and real men shoot black powder. <laughs> oh, that's a challenge. That sounds like a challenge. Definitely want to take a moment to thank all of our Patreon supporters, those of you, those of you who purchase man cans to support the channel, t-shirts, merch on the site, anything that you guys buy, whether it's on his site or through Patreon or through us, it supports us directly, and we thank every single one of you for your patronage. Yep. Uh, have yourselves a great day, and we'll see you next time. Many more videos on the way. Outstanding. Outstanding.